podcast. podcast. Do do Podcast. Two hoes. Two hoes. Four house on the hill. From Delco. Four house on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, that's a I feel like we haven't recorded in like forever. Yeah, I feel it has. It's been what was the euthanasia thing? I feel like that was like a month ago. It was like a month ago. And I also, when I was listening to it today, I realized because you were talking about the I Ching, that's why I started because I was watching about the I Ching, and that's how I started thinking I should get cards. That's ah. how we got onto this. So it was directly from that episode. So okay, so you're listening to two hosts from Delco. I think we need to turn a light on in here. No. Can we turn some lights on in here? Nope. Um, two of us from Delco, and we are talking about card reading today. For everyone who who um, loved our astrology episode, and did we do? Well, we did astrology. We did Myers Briggs. That's kind of like that's kind of like astrology. Related to Young. It's related to Young in psychology. And yeah, we were uh, talking about the I Ching in the last episode. I have been practicing the I Ching um, somewhat regularly. But just like online, you you could do this like coin toss online and it gives you a reading. It's like really easy. And um, of course, like again, like just like when you're like doing card readings and you're reading like the tarot uh interpretations the tarot card interpretations it's like so wordy in a way like that it's like you also have to translate what what it's even trying to tell you that's the same thing with the I Ching because it's like this like ancient um Chinese like um language that's then being interpreted into English and it's like um you're like really struggling to like okay what does this mean what does this reading mean but um really overall it's like a feeling it's like a comprehension of a question that you're having and so and we were talking before too the other thing about card reading is like you could think of it in this like flaky sense like predicting the future or I mean also I feel like some people go to card readings just to be like have a psychic experience even um but the way that i approach cards and have always approached it is like um it's a to bring clarification to like your your life and your your consciousness and your even your subconscious um and a way to reach your goals and fulfill like ultimate happy happiness in your waking life that's what i think a card practice is and why i think a lot of people um are missing out if they don't regularly practice it and today marine and i um did um well it's called a cardiology i think no it's not that's not that's no. your heart <laughs> no it's so really tiny. close it's really close hold on is this gonna close out Keep recording. Cartography. No, that's that's like maps. Um, Cartography is maps. Cardomancy. Is that what it, I think? Is that what I it think is? It's, I think Cardomancy. It's something like that, actually. Cardomancy. Um, yeah, Cardomancy, which is a fortune fortune telling. Um, Cardomancy, a fortune telling 
that uses a regular deck of cards to do um, card readings. And even as we, like we're going through the tarot cards are like the fancy illustration version of that. And from what, I, because even like, you know, the tarot card readings, you're still, you're dealing with a deck of cards. Like, right. You know, like yeah, everything. You have a deck of regular playing cards plus 22 extra cards that are called the major arcana. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, basically, I mean, from what I heard is that gypsies used to use a regular playing deck of cards because to not get in trouble for doing card readings, because apparently it was seen for having a, a tarot deck, a paraphernalia of the occult, and you can get like, I don't know, something horrible, a bloodletting yeah. or something. <laughs> no, just, um, and... Uh, I also think just in Victorian era with the playing cards, like it just was like a common go-to practice to use playing cards. But Maureen got a, a deck of tarot cards for her birthday. From my mom, who you can hear on the Crystals episode. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you want to get a, first off, that's the other, one of the rules of um, tarot cards is that you are not supposed to buy the deck yourself it oh, has really? to be a gift oh yeah you didn't know that, that? oh no. okay yeah so perfect. it's perfect that your mom bought it for you you're not allowed to buy them yourself i was gonna say sarcastically that um, your what your mom has to buy them for i think it's a cool mom gift like well i, think, I mean my mom reads them too so yeah and that's a mom who's into crystals is yeah. like the perfect um yeah you're supposed to be gifted a deck because um the i mean the the responsibility of being um a card reader uh it's supposed to mean that like you were chosen right to, like you didn't your ego to didn't have the decide. deck exactly um and of course I, I mean i'm sure that doesn't stop some people but i really think if uh you want to go about it right you just have to wait um for someone to buy it for you or like drop a hint of someone that you're close to that you yeah, want to tell your mom that or if she's alive or and she buys you things that you want them for your birthday because that's what i did yeah Tell your mom if she's alive. Uh, and buys you things. And buys you things. Yeah, because not everyone's living mom buys them things. Yeah, I mean. Um, so then I would say I have a deck of cards that were given to me in a weird way. I don't know. I've, I've always, I've actually felt like my deck of tarot cards is cursed. Really? Yeah. I've, I've only read for them, read from them for myself like a few times. Um, and well, I mean, the readings were accurate, but it was just all very depressing. And, but it was from, I received the cards from someone who gave them the cards. Okay. And they, we were, you know, they were like, Yes, my girl, Queen of Pentacles. Uh, they were like, oh, you're interested in tarot card reading? And I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about picking it up. And they were like, take this deck. <laughs> you know? So part of me was always like, well, I did come to this deck that, you know, I didn't buy it. It was given to me, but it was also given to me kind of like on a loan. Make a wish on this monkey hand. <laughs> I know. It was like it was like giving to me like as a loan, but also kind of like understood that I will probably never give you this te- deck of cards back. Yeah, because that person is going to And then on top of it, they were like, don't tell the person that I gave you this because they'd be like really upset. So I feel like my tarot deck is cursed. It's possible. Yeah. I would say. Um, but I learned how to um, do um, readings from uh from a regular deck anyway in high school and 
I will say from my experience that my creepy tarot card or card reading experiences is that I get why it's a big deal because I have been able to like really enter into people's personal lives and and draw out things that I really shouldn't even know in doing a card reading. There's just like, I don't know, there's something about the cards that hone in it does. a person's subconscious. Like I think... Um, like I didn't really think this until recently, until I started to really learn about it, by the way. Yeah. Like, I didn't say, like, I'm re-, like, I don't know. I just got what? curious. Yeah. And finish what you're saying. I'm sorry. No, I wasn't I saying know. anything. No. Um, I, w- I also, by coincidence, learned to read a regular deck of cards in high school. Yeah. So I had that, like, previous kind of experience. We with were it, all I, doing it, yeah, right? Yeah, we were yeah. all doing that. And at that time, it was like... Uh, Shout out to our friend Kim. Yeah, I was Kim. saying my friend Kim taught me. Kim! Um, so, yeah. So at that time, it was like, okay, reading the future. And then I started to really not believe in that. And it started to become... Um, I started to become very... I just didn't believe in any of that, really, mm-hmm. in my heart. You know, yeah, and I doubted everything, and I still don't. Well, you're think... a skeptic, I would say. Yes, but yeah. like I think I don't know. Recently, you're I'm a little just... bit. You're cynical. Yeah, but I like want to believe. Just yeah, like David just... Duchovny. Yeah, just like I want to believe. Or I want to believe. Yeah. Um, but I think that yeah, I think that these things do these symbols have like a very deep meaning within our psyche, and I also think like that. There, this is a microcosm mm-hmm. of the universe, and that's like the intention with which people have used cards, right, for mm-hmm. a really long time, and also to tap into the psyche. Mm-hmm. And it does, like, even looking at these cards with the pictures on them mm-hmm. and listening to other people talk about them, and how, like, also the progression of the cards, like the progression of the numbers and the suits, and like the yin or yang properties of the suits, the passive active, and then also there's they also have like swords are air mm-hmm. wands are fire um cups are water and air fire water and uh pentacles are earth so like you even if you just i think look at them from that perspective uh-huh. i think you can get a lot out of it yeah um and i like and th- that's the other thing um i think if you get uh, if you've been gifted a tarot deck, I, I want to mention that the best way to get to know the cards is to constantly practice on yourself. I mean, it's it's fun to do readings with your friends and to, as well. You should totally do that. But um, it's something that I think you really need to practice on yourself uh, to the point where you're close to memorizing what all the meanings are because like even today like I was at a point in in card reading with the regular deck that I just I had the whole thing like memorized I knew what everything meant and I would say that the reading was a lot smoother oh yeah because you're just like intuitively you can be more intuitive because you completely know what you're reading um and it it ends up you'll get like better readings so i do think with tarot when you're first starting out you need to practice um a lot and to the point where you've memorized like the entire deck and tarot card reading like and marine what's the book you're working from uh jungian so right now i'm reading tarot as a way of life a jungian approach to the tarot by karen hammaker Zondag, so it's H A M A K E R hyphen Z O N D A G, and this was written in the nineties. 
It's all lowercase. Uh, it was actually all uppercase. Oh, it's all uppercase? All uppercase. Um, that's intense. Yeah. But the point of this, though, is I would uh, uh, what you're getting into with the tarot deck, I think, is more, it's like a more heightened, there's a lot more information to memorize. I think it takes a really long time to get really good at it um, to the point where you could be intuitive with it. Yeah. Because, like, you know, with a, a deck of cards, like, you have pretty much basic meanings of things and then you just go from there where i feel like the tarot deck is you've got like paragraphs and paragraphs of different ways to interpret it you have inverted cards meaning different things you have the images and just like what do the images mean to you because that has a meaning yeah yeah it's a lot and how the cards relate to each other like i've also like you said like practicing by yourself is a suggestion that i've seen and then keeping a journal so that you can look back you know, and put it all kind of together in like mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, I, I, that which reminded me, I was I've been keeping a digital journal of my I Ching readings online. Oh, cool! So I do a screenshot, um, and I I put I have like a folder on my desktop that says it's my I Ching, and you could see uh, all the readings that I've done. And I've told you I've actually stopped from the last time because it was literally like stop asking the same question. That was the reading I got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to back up. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> it's like I've been telling you. Um, <laughs> and it's interesting the card readings we did today for me personally um, were very much like in line with what my I Ching readings have been. So yeah, again, this is a type of journal keeping for someone. That's it's, it's my plan it's a is great, to take pictures. Yeah. It's a, I'm horrible journaling. You know, I mean, we, we definitely, we need to like dive into like why you don't like journaling. Yeah. I think it has to do with, I think you said, like you said, it's like homework, but I think it has to do with like a level of vulnerability and communicating What's going on inside of me that for mm. some reason has been disconnected for a very long time and maybe forever. Yeah, I, I get that because also when you're doing a journaling is really embarrassing. Yeah, I like, mean, exactly. You're not supposed to be really thinking about what you're what you're writing to a point. You know, you're not trying to you're not trying to be Anne Frank. Right. That's messed up. Who else? Who else? <laughs> who else kept a journal besides <laughs> Anne Frank? <laughs> May Sarton, Journal of Solitude. That's another one. That's that's an old lady, and it's totally acceptable and not politically incorrect to point people to that journal. Um, oh, Annie Dillard was pretty much journaling, um, and she was like in a cabin by herself in the woods. Pretty really trippy stuff. Oh, cool. Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. Um, there's a lot of journals. Bram Stoker's Dracula journaling. Uh, <laughs> obviously, no, true no, story. no, um, whatever. Well, so we're not talking about fully composed. That's not what a real journal is like. A real journal is like you sound like a teenager and and just ridic- ridiculous and stupid. And it is hard to read back. It's hard to face your because what oh, what is it like? What what would you say the journaling is? The id. That's a good the jur- question. Journaling is an expression of the id. I guess it depends. I mean, I guess you can get to that level, but I still feel like it's like probably the ego until you get down to a level where you can like get past that. And- I feel like mine might be the id because of how embarrassing mm. it is. Like, like if it, it yeah, was ego, it would be feelings. better. <laughs> I see what you're saying. You would be like, 
I, I would be saying. protecting You'd be, like, myself. Thinking about what you were writing and making it sound good. Yeah, or like not admitting things. Where I've been, I've read like old journals of mine. I completely like just give in, and it's embarrassing when I read it. But um, it also eventually though? exposes. Yeah, exact things that you need to confront and deal with. Maybe you like um, shadow. Which is interesting. I mean. Anyway, if you're going to continue doing card readings for yourself, like, on a daily or weekly basis, and you take pictures, you know what? You are journaling. That's what I feel like. And I can always, like, maybe sit down at another time and kind of journal them all into one thing, Mm -hmm. looking back. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, today we did just do card readings for each other. And um, I did with a regular deck of cards for Maureen, which I feel like was... What did, what did you think of your reading? I liked it. I, th- I mean, I thought it was like just for a basic idea. It was kind of like about work stuff. And it was definitely applicable like to even just like repeating situations. Like just things that happen in the type of place that I work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I was like, okay, like I can see that. Like it was kind of saying like that something negative might happen, but something positive is coming out of the negative will come out of it so like, it's there a bad will be change. a challenge maybe not um maybe by other people's actions yeah that's what it definitely seemed to lean on that sort of um and we're but, very we're like our my kind of job is like everyone is very everyone very much needs each other to do their job so i feel like we're, we all affect each other greatly mm-hmm. yeah. with our actions uh, and mine, my cards were like, I feel like my card reading was more intense. Yeah, it but was I'm, pretty intense. It I'm was in more like, personal. I'm in like a very, like, weird changing, making decisions, ex- existential crisis mode. So it's going to be, you know, I feel like you kind of have more stuff figured out. Because I, I mean... I know that we both have gone through a lot of existential crises in our lives. Uh-huh. I think that, like, in the past 10 years, I have had, like, a very intense time mm-hmm. of ha- being forced to figure my shit out mm-hmm. and make some decisions about, like, what do I really want? Because, like, some things just had to get off the table. And how do I want to live my life? And And I only have a certain amount of energy and time that I can because I've had I I think like I had a hard time making decisions about what to do with my life like Mm -hmm. when I was younger there were so many things so many possibilities and I was not very good at making decisions in like an organized way and um I guess like I just had so many different things inside of me and I wanted you know and then that led me down a certain path and um, that really forced me to take a look at who I am at this point. So I think like I do have a right at this particular time I have like plus I'm I, you know what I'm not really in like a state of flux right now. Like my I'm at a job that I feel like would I want to yeah. change it? No. Yeah. Like am I in a relationship that I feel like would I want to change it? No. Yeah. I live in a place that like no I wouldn't want to change it. Like there's things yeah. about my life that I would want to change, but there are things that like I know that I have to like keep working toward. Mm-hmm. Um I just think I've had Well, and also you were supposed to have a specific 
question and you were kind of like yeah, stumped on that. You're I didn't like, have a question. But that to me reads like that you're pretty like satisfied or or like I don't know. I mean, if you're not questioning. Well, the thing is like you're, I am questioning, but I'm like more lately like my questions are, are are on more of a spiritual level that I think I wasn't like trying to ask the cards right now. Okay. Mhm. All right. I'm more Yeah, so on, it was all like about work. Because, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was like saying. My, it was, like, about my, like, concrete life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's what you came into cards with, and that's what they, they read for you. Yeah. Okay. So, great. magic is real. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. You heard it here first, folks. And, I mean, um, there's people that will say, like, oh, like, it all comes from inside of your head, and this is you making it up. And, like, yeah, actually, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that the purpose of this, like you were saying earlier, is you're putting these things, like, in front of your mind. Yeah. And your mind is putting things together in a way that it previously wouldn't have, giving you, mm-hmm. like, a different perspective that you wouldn't have had before. It's, like, another thing is the other thing is putting with uh in in therapy my when i was in therapy um my therapist uh would say to make um regularly make a list of affirmations of things like a top 10 list of things you want to accomplish in the future and i think and the reason for that being is like what we're putting you're putting that in the front of your consciousness right and visualizing that in a list and guess what what ends up happening eventually is you accomplish some if not all of the things on the list because it's and i think like the that card reading does the same thing for people like it's like you know literally showing you i think it it shows you a lot of obstacles at least that's what i get from tara it makes a lot of sense i I, it shows me a lot of obstacles (laughs) Which is, I have to say, one reason I'm like, uh, people, like, people are always like, card reading, that's fun, or people want no, me I to read their scary. cards. Yeah, like, I'm always, like, I, I'm, like, not, I'm, like, interested, but I'm also, like, uh, weary about getting my cards read. It's yeah, It's, I'm like, it's exhausting. That's why, like, I, like, I would let you do it, because mm-hmm. uh, we've been doing this for years. Yeah. Like, I'll do it for myself. Like, I would let my mom, you know, yeah. I just, I feel like I would have to... Does, I wouldn't does be your, at a party and have some random person be like, oh, let me read your card. Like, I, oh, I, that used to happen to me, though. Yeah. When If somebody finds out you can read from a regular deck of cards, like, in high school or anyway, yeah, I mean, I even in college. Yeah, actually, even you now, remember you that? you about? No, I don't tell people that I read cards. Yeah, I actually got did. to a point where I was like, I don't want, I would never, I'm not telling people that I read cards because it ends up, it turns into, can you read my cards? Yeah, if you did, though, but, you would ask, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, um, yeah, like doing, that, that was like funny. At, in high school, or even I remember one time, like after when we lived together, we went to like a party with your friends and like, they were like, oh, you read cards? And then I'm like reading everybody's cards. And then the other thing would be like, I would be at a party and I'm reading everyone's cards that I don't even get to hang out at the party or anything. Yeah. And the other thing people don't get for as a reader, a person who reads cards, is that it's it's really emotionally and mentally draining. It's very because like that makes sense. You're you're connecting with a person, yeah. like on like about their freaking life and like you know um, that's like really exhausting. 
So I'm like, you do that at a party. I mean, by the end of it, I would be like so, so drained. I mean, eventually one person would probably get a bad reading, I'm sure. If, you yeah, get, if you're if doing you... so many readings in a row. That makes sense. Um, so how many per- people's cards have you read? Oh, God. This so is you the read first mine time today. These. Okay. Yeah, this is the first time. Wow, I'm, I'm honored. Yeah. To Hot be your, your first guest. Ducks. Cherry. Well, you didn't use them. On, you didn't read yourself. You read no, yourself. No, this is the first time that I've used what? them. What? Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I shuffled them earlier. To, yeah, because I've been, yeah, I just haven't had a chance to sit down with them. So this is the first time that I'm using them, and um, I'm very excited. And I don't plan on doing any readings for anyone else for a long time, except for maybe people, you know, like, people that are close to me that mm-hmm. I can really sit down, like, say, and have a conversation yeah. about the cards not yeah. feel like i have to like i would say like, our, i don't know it well enough to be like oh yeah blah 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 blah, blah. like no. i'm just not there no and but you need time. to do that though yes you need to have these readings where you're looking things up and having a conversation and talking about it that, like that's how you're going to get to know your deck right and you're you're that's not a the dirty of the cards for you yeah. i said deck deck i'll get to know your deck um but yeah, also, I would say, okay, well, and our reading was a long, was long. It was like, I feel like yeah, our well, reading I mean, was like an hour. Yeah, we sat there and, yeah, talked for a long time. And then we talked about other shit. Um, we were able to kind of, I I mean shit literally, because my life is shit. So what, for people who do card readings mm-hmm. or tower or whatever, I just did, we did I just want three. the cards to give me a fucking job. I know, right? Maybe I should, like, uh... I, I've always been like when I see psychic readings places, some people's instincts would be to go in and get their cards read. My instinct is always like to go in to see if they're hiring. See if they actually <laughs> get a job. <laughs> that would be... I mean, there's a part of you that feels like such a con artist. You know, you, it's like you have to convince yourself of lying because I think there is a type of theater of card reading when you go into psychic reading places like yes. that. It's like a theater of card reading. Absolutely. They're not no. really honest with you. Yeah. Because if they were, they'd That'd be, be like, you'd realize you could do this yourself. and Right. That's you know. really kind of what the point is. But, I mean, although I'm I, I think also, like, we live in the age of the internet and, and we have, you and I have grown up really in an age of... Like, we had access to encyclopedias, and we had access to the library. Like, we've lived in an age of, like, pretty accessible information. So, like, we could get a book about, like, mm-hmm. just reading cards or something. I think if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, like, that for a long time it was just knowledge that was passed from person, like, one knowledgeable person to another knowledgeable person. So, like, back in the day, originally mm-hmm. you would have had to go to a special person. Yeah. Now we can... If we're so inclined, we can learn to do it ourselves or seek someone to teach us. Well, I would say intuition is a gift that not everyone is intuitive. That is true. So I do think there's certain people, like you can, you can buy them a tarot deck, but if you're someone who has a weak intuition, you'll, ne- you'll never be able to read cards. That's true. I really... You're not going to be able to put the information together. Yeah, it's you yeah. because it's... It's just a personality thing. I don't know. Um, or I think you're right. It's, it's a Well, gift. it's a way of the brain. I mean, being intuitive, if we're looking at it from a human okay. perspective, is yeah. a function of the brain. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm a very heavily intuitive person. Mm-hmm. For me, like walking down the street, I don't notice like, what color is that guy's shirt? Like, I don't remember like how many dollars in change you gave me. Uh-huh. At but you're vibing. I, 
I don't, yeah, like that's not what I noticed. Whereas yeah. for someone who was a very sensing person who noticed all the details, they would be like, are you high? Like, mm. what is wrong with you that you don't see this? Mm. Um, so really it's, but, but I can put things together in a way that like a sense of like a very strong sensing person might be like, where did you even get that information? Cause mm-hmm. I don't see that mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. And someone who's more literal thinking won't be able to do cards. Um, right, you won't be able to get a, a good reading. They probably would be like, what the hell is the point of that? Like, I can't, it doesn't, nothing happens when I put these cards in a certain order. Yeah. It's not going to tell me what to do tomorrow to solve this particular well, problem. Also, but also in reading other people. Yeah, that's you can't, for people who are not. If you're a more literal person, you're not someone who can read other people's body language. That is a good point. Like that woman who read Bernie Sanders' body language on MSNBC. Just kidding, that, that was racist. <laughs> yeah. Did you see? That's racist. Um, but yeah, so I definitely think, um, and I I know I lean on when I've read other people's cards. I've I've leaned on intuition, and I'll try to explain what that's like. It's like seeing a symbol in the cards and reading the person in front of you and just grasping. You could it's also like be you tapping into the collective unconscious. Like, yeah, that's you're just what the purpose of this. You is. you have the the card is the symbol, and then you have the person in front of you. So reading the cards is also reading the person in front of you, and then you just take that symbol and you grasp. And I can tell you that I actually have given the best readings to people I absolutely do not know, and I can like tap into their whole fucking personal life. This one time I was reading, I did tarot card, I did card readings as performance art, which I, is... That's why I, I thought you did. That was part yeah. of why I asked you to come to do yeah. this in the first place. And it was like, um, I, I mean, I'm not the first performance artist. This is part of the zeitgeist of performance art. Other performance artists have done card readings yeah. as performance art. Um, so I'm just, I, I just feel obligated to say that because... Um, nothing is original that's the way I feel <laughs> about art um, we're all just like it's the collective unconscious and we're all like tapping into it but in any case so I was doing card readings as performance art and um, the uh, this one person's cards I was reading was um, woman I mean she's like in her 40s like you know um, and we were I was reading her cards and I just kept on seeing this like young man figure showing up in her cards and I was just like Oh yeah, so you're you're like going you just go, went through like a drastic change in a relationship and there's this young man that you're seeing and it's like you know invigorating for you and blah blah blah. She flat out denies this to me. She was like, "No." And I was like, "Oh. Okay. You know, not my business." And then like we go on with the reading and I was just like, "You know what? Um I think you're lying to me. Like there is a young man yeah, and, and she was like, and she like leans forward to me. She goes, okay, yeah, you're totally right. Like I am seeing this young man and my ex-husband who I just like got a divorce from is standing next in line. So if you can like, you know, keep it down, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, crap. But I, again, like that would be an int- like, re- like reading her and reading the cards and like how could I know this like personal thing about her right. life? But now, so for people who are like completely unfamiliar who, who, or who might be more curious understands card reading, what in the cards in like a spread would make you say, oh, there's a young man around? 
Like, um, well, in this one, I mean, I can't remember specifically. But for example, but specifically, what are cards that the, would you say that? Like, the Jack of Hearts is a fair-haired young man. And also, obviously, because it's the hearts, it relates to, like, love affairs. Right, okay. So, and that and that would be the young man. The Jack, Jacks are all young men. The King's suits are all, like, older men. Um, and then the Queens are women. Um, and for instance, like, so again, the same with the queen of pentacles here. Didn't you say pentacles were like cub clubs or no pentacles are like diamonds. So, oh, they're like diamonds. diamonds. Okay. Well, like, well, the queen of diamonds. Yeah. That would be like in the regular deck is like a a successful like woman Mm -hmm. who's typically older and like the queen of, um, the, the queen of hearts is like a fair haired older woman i think like it's like the queen of clubs might be like younger but darker queen of spades again is not uh is like an older woman not good you know spades are like what would spades be spades in here? swords spades yeah so spades are they're, like they're changed spades is change yeah. so it can but they so can, it can be bad it can be good but they're like but the mostly it's bad of the deck are in the yeah. suit of spades yeah so um and but the queens also are tricky. You can determine also um, the age of the female more through uh, you know the other cards that are placed around it right. as well. Like I could connotate if this is a person at work or if this is a person you know somewhere else. Like you can connotate yeah. that from the other cards surrounding it. Right. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then jacks are young men. Typically. Right. Friends. Also, kings are more romantic int- interests, but, you know, well, the Jack of Hearts is, like, a little fair, like I said, but... I. But that's the thing. You also read to the card... The cards around the suits, like, change it mm-hmm. as well. And you can also choose, like, for me, I've just decided previously that, like, some... It's, like, kind of... I was taught to read it that way, too, like, kings as a man, queens mm-hmm. as a woman. Yeah. I just... I think that, like... The I think cool ja- thing, jacks are transgender too. It could be. Well, you yeah. can decide. Like that's the thing. Is like you're going to decide because remember, like all of the purpose of the cards is is like a tool. Mm-hmm. It's, this is at least how I look at it, which you get to decide how you look at it. Like mm-hmm. it's just a tool to like pull out from my subconscious like these meanings and these patterns and like so that I can you know it's like whatever I see there, like I can say words, mm-hmm. you know, and language is like on a different. It's in a, it comes from a different place in your brain than, like, these subconscious images, you know, that where you're, like, seeing in these cards. So you're, like, trying to pull out, right, these, like, subconscious, mm-hmm. like, meanings, these symbols from your subconscious, put, and you're, like, projecting them onto the cards and mm-hmm. then, like, giving your conscious mind meaning. And reading the other person. Well, that's, I mean, that's... Like, reading another person is, like, it's, like, their body language. I'm not even there yet. I'm not even, like, on the tip of really, like, reading cards for other people. But, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You definitely, you have to read the person's body language, their, everything about them. Like, for instance, I could say that one of the reasons I pressed this woman about that card is I could sense that she was lying to me. Yeah. You know? Right. Through her body language, just like on MSNBC. No, just kidding. But you you can... I don't know. It's like... A, it's just a sense. It's an intuition, and not everyone can feel it. And just to put this out there... Putting everything together on its own. My intuition is that Elizabeth Warren was lying. I, yeah, I mean, so, mine too. <laughs> but, which would be like this... Which also paired with past behavior. But, um... Yeah, but when dealing with strangers that you don't know, yeah, it's like grasping. It's grasping. Do you want to see if she was lying? 
Oh, we're gonna do the tarot card to see yeah, if, we'll if do Liz a quick is lying. Yes, present, future spread to see if Liz. Well, is lying. you know what? Have you done? I heard you could do like a yes or no with tarot. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can. Do, you can basically just like a, like you can make up your own spreads. You can do whatever you want. I mean, obviously, you would want to have a reason why. I know you could do yes, no with a, a deck of cards. I believe it's like I think it's just literally red is yes and yeah. black is no. Or you could choose probably numbers. Um, here, I'll, I'll do, was Elizabeth Warren lying from my deck? And my, my deck of cards today is Harley Quinn playing cards. I like them for this purpose. Um, I, they were a little distracting for me, honestly. For the, I played poker with them before. This is the first time I read cards with them. And I just was, I felt distracted because I was like, oh, that's Harley and Catwoman. Like, you know, I just like connect to the characters a little too much. I mean, it projects too much onto me. Whereas, know, like, is a, it too much though? Is it, or are you just a passionate woman? Okay. Was Elizabeth Warren lying? Yes. Yes, yeah, sure was. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. And I love that it was the King of Diamonds that came into Bernie's defense, which is the King. The King of Diamonds is like an older gentleman of authority. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that coming through there so wow i feel really good about my my card reading right, I'm, I'm asking if elizabeth warren was being dishonest about saying that bernie would um it's like so hard because even when you say what the code is it's so easy to that a woman could not represent. be president but like it's so it's like so many people are like no a woman can't win the presidency in this political climate but all this you know it just it makes it sound like oh like no a woman couldn't be president like women aren't capable of that and i'm sure even if it's those fucking words even came out of his mouth which whatever yeah i've heard him come out of a lot of people's mouths you mm -hmm. know a lot of people have said that and they don't really mean that a woman can't do the job of being president of yeah. the united states just the same as i was um listening to um uh, Michael Moore's show, what's it called? Rampage or something. I forget what it's called. But Michael Moore has a new podcast. And, and he put out uh, an episode that was like, what the hell with Elizabeth Warren and this whole saga and being like, he believes Bernie and blah, blah, blah. Even though like he's worked with Elizabeth Warren before and like he, you know, is excited about her political career and he's just feels so let down right now. But um, what was my point? With Michael Moore. Anyway, talking about whether... Oh, it's the, her track record. She's always lying. Yeah. She has always been lying. Bernie is never lied. Like, I mean, so... I agree. Yeah, that's the thing. is like looking back at Bernie. He, he answered that question so great and beautifully because he was like, well, go look up the YouTube video from 30 years ago where uh -huh. I'm advocating for women being president. Yeah. All right. So my question was if Elizabeth Warren is being dishonest about Bernie Sanders. Okay. Uh-oh, the moon. That's like, that's got to be really female. Well, so we have... Oh, she, the lovers? What do we got here? Here, let me... Well, here, I'm going to take a picture. What? So we have a... Oh, we <laughs> should... We have yeah. You have to take the picture. You also have to send it to me because we're recording. Okay. I can't. So in the past position, I have an inverted 
Let me get Harley in here. Moon. So the moon inverted is in the past position. Okay. Um, and then in the present position, I have an inverted three of cups. Mm -hmm. And then in the future position, I have an inverted lover's card. So we have two major arcana cards in mm -hmm. this spread. Mm -hmm. um, and then I pulled like a qualifier card, um, which was an inverted knight of cups. Um, and I, I'm going to take a picture okay. and I'd like to invite people to read this card spread. Like we'll post was, it and we'll invite... Is Elizabeth Warren lying or being yeah. deceitful? Was dishonest. Elizabeth Warren being dishonest about Bernie Sanders mm -hmm. at, at the, you know, at the debate? I don't know if we want to get that specific, but... I mean, I'll take a picture of the King of Diamonds because that's what I pulled. Which said, which means fuck no or fuck yes, she was, but let's read this, uh... Sure. Marine looks like my mom over here. I was just the iPad gonna, taking a I picture. know. I say that, but I, you called me out that I say the thing like that. I'm just like such an old woman, but I I have this in my hand, and the way I'm doing it, I'm such an old woman. Where's the camera? If I take pictures, like I'll see your two cute little ginger kitties, makes me want to get another ginger cat. I mean, they're the best. They are kind of cat. Oh wait, I want Harley in there. Well, hold on. No. I'm just taking a picture no. of spread, Beth. No. No. Yeah, no. that was the old lady of you. Let me see if I can get the king of death. Right. So, I don't know what any of these cards really mean yet. Here. So, my understanding Take of another the moon. Picture with so, the moon is in the past position. I'm Take just going to... Oh, gosh. Okay. Do so you want it by itself? Or you want them all together? I don't want people to get All right. Confused. Do it by itself. Okay, so the moon card is in the past position and it's inverted. And my understanding of what the moon, I'm probably people are. I mean, if anyone listens to this, they're probably gonna be like, "She's a fucking idiot." They think that all the time when they listen to this. I know, but now I'm like really trying. So the moon is like. This is a is a very um, is a path filled with like strange and mysterious things, and the moon is sort of like lighting your way down this mysterious path, and it's inverted. Um, and then in the present position, I have the three of cups inverted, um, which is same as the three of hearts. So mm -hmm. it's, um, like the three of hearts. And then I have an inverted, the lovers, which is the Adam and Eve card looking up sort of at God or whatever, or you could see it as, or as the snake. Well, yeah, you have the snake, you have, you have like the, snake the tree emoji. of life, like with fire behind Adam, um, by the way, everyone, the snake is Satan, not Eve, not woman. Lying snake. snake. Is knowledge that that they told us was evil, so that we wouldn't be able to have our full power as human beings, and so that we wouldn't be able to know God. They were like, "That's evil," but it's it's not. I got to tell you, I recently audio booked John Milton's Paradise Lost, and Satan's totally relatable. I mean, we all have a little bit of Satan in us. <laughs> Most relatable, I would say. So I would like friends. to invite almost anyone, because that's who would be better than me at reading this spread, to read it. What's that? Let me put, I said I would like to invo invite anyone to read this spread. Did you, she, invoked, she invoked the audience, everyone. Did you I hear that? I invited them. All right, let's, uh, let's hear your reading now. But wait, what was, what's your interpretation then? All right, so... So three of cups... 
See, it's just gonna be like a waste of time because I have to look in this book for some things. Expedition, dispatch, achievement, end. So um, inverted three of cups in the present position is kind of saying that there's um, maybe that we're at like the completion of something. We're over it. We're maybe, over the yeah, question. Maybe it's done. Yeah. Maybe we're over the question. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's, I think, but then what, but I think there's a lot going on here that I am not like going to be able to understand because there's a lot of inverted cards. There's two major arcana cards. Um, well, what, what, what do they mean? This is the past. This is the future. This is the past. I mean, do you want me to get into reading about it? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. This is a tarot card reading of is Elizabeth Warren being dishonest by beginner tarot card reader, Marine Cummings. Just, just reading from a book. It's all just reading from a book. Books okay. are what make us. Books are what make us. Or books are what define us. That's a better way to say it. The more you read, the more you write. The more you know. Well, so far we're selling that. Um, if anyone... The immediacy of reading from a deck of regular cards is why I like them. And why I've, I've used them more so than tarot over the years. And that, and I have a cursed deck of tarot cards. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no major arcana. If you have a, so you have a cursed deck. Stuff. Yeah, you keep on saying major arcana and I just keep being like i understand what that means but so there's 20 so you have in the tarot deck you have like a, basically a regular deck of playing cards um with all of like the correspondent it's just like the suits look different but everything is correspondingly the same same meanings and there's just like more represented on the physical card um but then there's 22 additional cards called the major arcana and uh, they have their own specific meanings um the moon, which is in the past position in this spread, and the lovers, which is in the future, future. position, are major arcana cards. So mm -hmm. they those are your archetypal cards. Um, and then it, there's, like, also there's people, I guess there's, like, a way to look at them. Like, when you line them up from 1 to 22, mm -hmm. it tells sort of, like, the story of a person's spiritual growth. Okay. Um which is why when we had the Empress, like that's card number three. So like the first two card, like the first card is the Magician, which is like a, is like supposed to be the spark of initial like human creativity, like the spark that is you. Mm -hmm. And then the second card is um, the Priestess, which is like a more, which is then yet like a Yin influence. Like the, mm -hmm. the Magician is a Yang influence. Yeah. The Priestess is a Yin yin influence and then when you those two to get art or put together the third card is the empress which is like fruitfulness so you kind of have like a male energy and then a female energy and uh -huh. then you bring together this like feminine yang three fruitfulness uh -huh. and then um you have whatever the fourth card is i can't recall right now i don't remember it's like an, it's something pretty it's like balance like four is like sort of like the balance and then five is upheaval um, so, like, the fifth card is the I think it's called the Hierophant, which is actually a, p a picture that looks like the Pope. Uh -huh. And it has more to do with, like, learning society's rules and, uh -huh. like, maybe, like, rules about spirituality and institutional stuff. And then it go it, it progresses. I'm not going to. Okay. But anyway, um, 
asking about Elizabeth Warren. The moon. We have our inverted three of cups in the present position, which is expedition, dispatch, achievement, or end. So it's basically yeah, a conclusion. Like yeah. it's a conclusion of the matter. Um, the moon. I will just read the description of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, The moon is in the past position. When the unconscious gets the opportunity given an interruption of complexes or by the fact that we open ourselves to them, it will speak powerfully to our conscious in picture language and will show through symbols what is living and burrowing. Identity politics. Huh? It's identity politics. Oh, identity politics, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Um, In the moon stage, we desire to contact the unconscious in a positive, involved way in order to understand ourselves at a deeper level to grasp the impulses and activities of our instincts. That sounds like some neoliberal bullshit to me. (laughs) This is pretty long. Okay, Um, let's move on. We got it. So I'll read what it says. In a negative sense, however, we can allow... She's using identity politics. We can allow ourselves to be inundated by tides of emotion and confusing projections, and we Mm -hmm. may not have the wit to recognize that these are our own feelings or that the key to dealing with them lies in ourselves. So that's in the past. You hear that? You hear that? And then we have our our, uh, completion of the mindset or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then in the future, we have the lovers, which is inverted. Inverted lovers, inverted. okay. Oh, the lovers is number four. I was like, oh no, the lovers is six, I bet. Yeah, you're looking at it upside down. Um, so it says, if we stagnate in the stage of the lovers, we pre- present a picture of someone who carefully weighs the pros and cons, but does not take any important steps or at any rate, no steps in demanding any great dedication or involvement. Instead of a significant move being made into the outside world with the shouldering of personal responsibility, there is a flight from an existing relatively safe situation into another safe situation so that a real choice is avoided. We then run the risk of walking straight into the predicament we are trying to avoid and falling into the arms of someone who will take us and break us in for the Hashtag never Warren. I mean, right? Totally. I know. <laughs> I mean, just don't vote Warren. Don't. She's in the future. It's an upside down lovers. Yeah. Um, All right. What is this extra card you picked out here? I don't what know. does that it's one mean? You've been doing that as a habit today. Yeah. Um, it's so. just uh, kind of giving an overall theme. And so, so what is the Knight of Cups? It's an inverted Knight of Cups. According to this, it has to do with taste, inclination, attachment, seduction, deception, and artifice. Wow. The cards have spoken. Oh, wait, Somebody, no, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, my oh. bad. I was reading Page of Cups. Oh, wait, no, no, I wasn't. Hold on. Knight of Cups, inverted, trickery, artifice, subtlety, mm-hmm. swindling, duplicity, and fraud. It's even worse. Wow, I should have just read that card. I didn't need, we didn't need the rest of this shit. No, we got, but we got the whole experience. I know, I'm it. kind of, yeah. We now, got the, the, to the present where we're over it, to the future is avoiding, like, someone who was going to not be a benefit to us yep and the past she's is a what she liar. did so she's a liar and a backstab the cards have spoken twice anyway and they're, they're in conclusion don't again, vote for someone just because she's a woman don't vote for someone just because the person is black 
Like, don't yeah. vote for someone because of that shit. Like, really look at what they're trying to do for, like, for the real people mm-hmm. of America. That mm-hmm. I don't see how that's difficult. I don't see the problem. But, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just wrong. You're not wrong. The cards have spoken. Yes. And we've also learned that a regular deck of cards is quicker. It's so much quicker. <laughs> Although we didn't get, I will say we didn't get a full the full. I did just yes or no. That's I've true. actually never done a past, present, future. I've like my way of reading cards is the way Kim showed me in yeah. high school, and I've just done it that way. Which There's I don't even know where kinds. Kim got it from. There's like, all different, you know. Um, which I think is interesting the way Kim does it, like with the. Or the way Kim told me, it was, like, also, like, uh, you're shuffling in a way that is the person's name. That's very unique. Yeah, unique to the Which person. I'm very interested in that. Like, so, I used to also do, I would combo, like, one time I did this, like, really intense reading for this woman. And you combo people's birth numbers and also their name numbers to also, you can give a reading of someone based off their birth and their name number. Yeah. Which is, like, I remember you doing that too. really complex. But your name given to you at birth or even what might may become in your life your nickname if you have a nickname that's dominant like what you're called that's your name but like names are thought to be like predestined like your destiny is your name so if you do your name number like you're talking about like things out of your control like your destiny what what's the i don't know it just popped out Knight of Swords. Well, that pertains swords. to this podcast. What is the Knight of Swords? Okay, Knight of Swords. That's another thing when you do card readings, if and you're even if you're handling your cards um, and you're in card reading mode, if a card pops out, it's important to take note of that. Like when Maureen and I were doing my reading earlier, there was a card that like popped out uh, that ended up being like really bringing the full reading into like focus in, into focus. So it's you. You should you pay attention to cards that pop out. That's important. Whenever I'm doing a card reading, if a card pops out, I put it to the side, and I'll bring it up later in the reading. Um, the Knight of Swords. Swords. Penis. Yang. It's a Yang. Yeah. Energy card. One masculine. of the masculine energy. Um, and Swords is Swords is air. Swords is um, air. Oh, I hate air. I mean, I don't really vibe with air either. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I love Aquarians. Yeah, I, love Aquarians. I mean, how can you not, though? Yeah. Um, the Knight of Swords. One of the four knights, the Knight of Swords, is the most fierce, most aggressive, and the most militant. Through the association of swords with the mental world, this card is associated with hard words, quarrels, jeering, disparaging remarks, and all the other this verbal is two hosts from expressions <laughs> that cause bad blood between people and evince aloofness, incompatibility, mistrust, etc. This card I'm cutting off this podcast right now. Warns against hot-headedness, sudden fits of anger, and a readiness to take offense without considering whether there's any justification for doing so. Traditionally, the Knight of Swords signifies conflict. With favorable cards around it, it can represent quarrel that brings relief, but be careful. In commercial life, it represents the hard-boiled approach that undermines one's competitors. Statistics and balance sheets are the sole criteria. Criteria. Humanity in any shape or form does not enter the picture. With the Knight of Swords, we run That's the risk right. That's that why we're setting running things here. right will be handled one-sidedly and insensitively. We're all about that. Fucking stats. set you right. 
Uh, I think it's uh, time to move on to the apology section yeah, after probably. that. Um, well, last thing, I just want to, last thoughts on card reading. Another thing that I forgot to mention is, as a person, if you're going to go out and you take seriously card reading, and you've gotten through this podcast and listened to Marie and I talk about it, you're, serious, you're a serious card reader, or you want to be. Uh, you're, as, as a reader, take responsibility to not reveal um, really tragic things in a person's reading because it's harmful to them. And also because if it's extremely tragic, this happens. You might see something that's really tragic. You're not supposed to tell the person because it could, for instance, in their future, it could not happen. And by telling them, you could be then, like, predestined, like, making it happen. Right. Um, so if you see something like that in a person's card, you have to be very sensitive and to not make the decision to tell them or not to tell them. You don't want to give a, create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Which is one reason, knowing this, I have to tell you, knowing this is one reason why I don't like getting my cards read. Yeah. Cause right, because the person I know, won't even tell you. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's just weird. Um, but the other thing is, yeah, you're not supposed to tell them because it's, uh, predestined, it could be harmful for them, and and really you just have to see if you think they're able to hear it or not. You do. It's really up to you. I heard a story story about like a famous card reader. I don't remember who it was, but they were saying that the person stopped doing readings because um, they gave someone a bad reading and they got in a car accident on the way home because they were upset about the bad reading. So yeah, that made me be like, wow, like it, you do really have to be very responsible because mm-hmm. people can take this shit very seriously, and you don't know. What you, I mean, if like if we really are talking about like sort of tapping into the unconscious and the collective unconscious, like you don't know what words are gonna come out of you, Mm -hmm. like that might trigger the person for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word. Um, Specifically, it's a big it's a big responsibility reading someone's cards, but also there if you feel like you don't want to be dishonest, like straight out dishonest in that way, you could kind of break the news to them in a way in a positive way. You could try to spin it. If you're trying not to be dishonest, but basically, yeah, you're not supposed to tell people bad news. Yeah. Really tragic sort of bad news. I mean, you could talk about, I mean, bad stuff happens. That's life. Life is a series of, you know, mishaps. So this is, that's life. There's, I, but I'm talking about something like if you see something like a death or really dark stuff, right. you really something need to approach really that in a way. Happening. I would say an example, this happened to me in a past. I was reading someone's cards and I was sensing that they were um, gay and not out yet. And I didn't tell them because I felt like they weren't ready to like, know, like hear You might that. see something that a person's not ready to accept yet. Yeah. yeah. And I decided to not tell them. And uh, I spinned it in kind of a different way, but I didn't flat out tell them that, like, hey, you're gay. Right. You could say, like, maybe like, there's something about you that other that you haven't recognized about yourself, and it could be holding is, you back. Which is a not. very common experience if you're reading cards in high school, by the way, which I'm is sure. what I'm yeah, talking about. Especially in our high school. Yeah. Like, you're, you're going to be, like, everyone's identities are really in flux and or not in flux or they're not, like able to i mean we went to an all-girls catholic school able to like fully come into that identity right. well it's like you couldn't i but, mean the boys at the all-boy catholic school too like you weren't allowed to come out or even talk about it or address it at all and if you did the only option was to 
remain closeted or join the seminary. And I know boys that were like pushed into that mm-hmm. because they were gay, which is even fucking grosser. So that's my, my final thought on card reading and advice. Uh, Maureen, did you have? I think I've said all I have to say. Um, since you listened to the last episode, do you have anything for uh, to apologize for? Um, I interrupted a lot because I was very excited about the topic. I like feel like I extra interrupted, so I apologize for that. But you I won't apologize so for anything else. Funny about that? You seriously? Because I feel horrible. I thought I was talking too much. I was going to apologize for that. Because there was times where you were like trying to talk that I didn't even hear you because I had the phone on speaker. You were, no. I felt like I really dominated the conversation and you didn't get to share your thoughts as much. Like you recently actually had put your dog down and so like you didn't even get to share that story. Yeah. And I I thought I I was talking too much. That wasn't really what I wanted like that wasn't really where I was at with what I wanted to talk about I more wanted to actually this was a topic that I felt like I really had a lot to say about that like people I think need to hear like uh-huh. I think people need I'm gonna coin a new thing maybe it's already thing I think people should be more deaf positive uh-huh. and I'm willing to advocate for that um well in any case no need to apologize i was actually gonna apologize that I thought I was talking too much oh my god it's just like that Christmas story don't worry about it. <laughs> what Christmas story? <laughs> um, you know the gift of the Magi? Uh-huh. Well, it's really nothing like that Christmas story. But in the gift of... The, you know the story, the gift of the Magi, where, like... The three the, wise men come with, no, like, No, no. It's like a book Jesus. that we had to... No, it's like a short story that we had to, like, read in high school and... Uh, I was in second track. Hello. Oh, you had definitely had to read this. It's like, they're very, it's famous. I probably didn't read it then. Back in the day. Uh And like her only possession is she has this long, beautiful hair. And Uh his only possession is he has this like very expensive watch that his grandfather left him or something. Uh And it's Christmas and neither of them have anything. So the girl goes and she sells her beautiful hair to buy him for the watch. Mm -hmm. And he goes sells the watch to buy her beautiful combs for the hair. Yeah. And then they have a horrible Christmas. They have a horrible Christmas. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. But this is a horrible podcast. Um, okay. Uh, I, I really... I, anything else to apologize for? Um, sorry for such a horrible podcast. Please write in to us and ask Don't us to beg. apologize. What? Don't grovel. I'm... Don't beg them. Someone write in and ask us to apologize. For <laughs> you something. sound like fucking we Eeyore. love saying you're sorry. I'm sorry. She does. And uh, it's simply our duty as white women. So <laughs> please write wrong. in. Please write in. Um, uh, I'd like to apologize on behalf of all the white women online now tweeting about this. Oh my god, please. I would like to, can we just apologize for Elizabeth Warren? I'll apologize for her as a white woman. Yeah, sure. Well, she's like above my class, so fuck That's her. That's true. Yeah, she, I, I don't mean, she taught with Penn, that class. so like, I couldn't even afford to go to Penn. Yeah, fuck her. Let alone potentially not, I don't even know if I would have gotten in, but I just couldn't even afford to try. Professors at like Harvard make like six figures, so she could suck my dick. Yeah, she, I mean, I agree. Um, and... Uh, no, I'm talking about women who are, like, um, girls who are for Bernie or just in it to be with Bernie bros. Why would you do Have that? You they're, they're idiots. Um. Why, what, what, I don't know. Um, I mean, honestly, like, my, my boyfriend votes for, who, for whoever I tell him. It's the opposite in my house. Yeah, you gotta hit him sometimes, but. 
Um, I don't have anything. I can't really think of anything to apologize. Anyway, so write into us. Um, oh, wait, it cut off, what? like, before the end. I don't remember what the last thing was. Yeah, but it cut off. Huh. It yeah. was definitely, like, we were wrapping up, but it definitely cut off, and I don't remember when. But I was like, aw. Oh, well, sorry. Sorry to the ten people who are listening. Yeah, I know. They um, were probably really hanging on our every word. This is, let's see, uh, our, our, <laughs> get in touch with us on Twitter. So, at Beth Heinley, B-E-T-H-H-E-I-N-L-Y, all lowercase, no space. Marine is at MoCom99, at M-O-C, wait, U-M-M-99, all lowercase, no space. Get in touch with us. If we said anything that offended you, we would love to hear from you so that mm-hmm. we can say we're sorry. She will. I won't. Um, so just for FYI, uh-huh. um, the book I was reading from, again, it was called Tarot as a Way of Life, a Jungian Approach to the Tarot by Karen Hemmaker Zondag. And the card deck that I was using, the tarot deck, is the Rider Waite deck. Rider Waite Smith, I've heard it also called. Given mm-hmm. to me by my mom. Oh my god, seriously? Carl! You're making food for us? Aww. I mean, do you. Are you hungry? Yeah, Great, sure. good, okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's so oh, nice. My fiance is the best. He just gave us food. Um, well, then I would say um, racist confessions. Because we kind of skipped. I thought it last we were time. not gonna do. No, I feel like last time. No, I listened to the episode and we were yeah, like, maybe okay. we shouldn't be doing racist confessions anymore. I kind of. Ha- I, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten into this like weird mind fucked where I'm like, really though, is it racist? Like, did we talk about this before? Like, am I just confused? I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know sometimes. All right. So I got this medium. Um, in my inbox from medium.com and it was like 10 things black people can't stand about what that white people say okay and i thought i'd read it to um let's see five phrases first off i was kind of put off by the title because it's like five phrases your black friend wishes you would stop using so from the beginning i'm like you can't like talk about your friends like my black friend but um, then I was like, well, this is a black person who, who wrote this. So I, I, you know, so I guess they get a pass there. Um, but here are the things saying you're so strong to your black friend. Mm. Mm. Have you had this moment with your black friends? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know that I've ever had like. A black friend that I've had a conversation with about how, like, they're so strong for overcoming their black people's struggles. No, I, I don't know that I would have said that in so generally. You're so articulate. Wow, that's fucked up. Really? Come on, this is... Um... Okay, I wish I could wear Get Away With style my hair like that. These are all the things, like, that I hope you know you're not supposed to say to black people. And if you, like, think that you have a black friend and you don't... I mean... Maybe you're trying... Maybe you're trying to relate with your black friend about their black hair. And you're like, I wish I could wear cornrows. I mean, we already know from previous racist confessions that I do not wish I had black hair. And no offense, but, like, I mean, just my understanding is that it's difficult to style. Well, or if you choose to not style it, you're judged as, like, um, 
like in workspaces like if you have the natural like yeah. afro like you're judged you for that yeah um but yeah i don't envy that no i will say well recently um i did i was it was a, one of my coworkers. i complimented her on her hair because she has braids and last time i saw her she didn't have braids and i was just like oh hey your braids they look great blah blah and she was like, everyone's been saying that lately. She's like, they're really old, though. Like, I need to get them, like, redone. And I was like, oh, I, I mean, I just saw her, like, three months ago. But I was kind of like, should I be complimenting her in her hair? I thought she did look really cute. And they made her look younger as well. I mean, it's not like, I, was like, like, I wish that I had hair. I didn't say I wish I could wear braids in my hair. But I was kind of like, I was like... I was like, I just want to compliment her hair, and I hope I'm not, like, a white person being like, your hair is so neat. Like, that's not what I was saying. It was, like, the same thing as a haircut. Like, you know? I mean, she, her hair, she changed her hair from the last time I saw her, and it looked really good. So, I don't know. Um, You're, oh, my God. You're not really black. What? Like, if you have a friend who is lighter skinned, or maybe they... Uh, maybe you have some kind of perception of what black is. I don't know, yeah, dude. Oh, I see. Like, you're not, like, a black person. Like, you're... This is what they said. When I was younger and deeply ensconced in talent 10th mentality, I used to consider this a compliment. After all, I knew what people meant by it. I was well-spoken, intelligent, cultured, respectable. Okay, so they're talking... I was... I went to, like, skin color. Um, which is, I guess, more fucked up. <laughs> Like, in the sense, like, um, first off, I know I have a lot of mixed race friends who, like, are black and white. Yeah. And lighter skinned to a point where you could be, like, you're not really black. I mean, But that's messed up. That's racist. Yeah, it's... it's, it's, So that's my racist confession. Or, like, like, Marissa Tomei. I would be like, I mean, how black is Marisha Tomei? Uh, she didn't seem black. <laughs> <laughs> She's playing Catwoman in the next Batman. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And my first thought was like, oh, she's not that black. My first thought was... People, I mean that is like people getting all up in arms about a black character playing Catwoman. Maybe we should switch to institutional sexism confession because I seriously was like, isn't she too old to be Catwoman? Well, she doesn't look it because she's black. Oh, yeah, black don't crack. <laughs> black don't crack. Well, the other thing, though, um, I also was thinking, like, from an economic status of, of Catwoman's character, it would actually really make sense that she were a black woman and not a white woman. Hmm. But, okay, so, ooh, I can't believe I have been in this situation, like I was telling you, with um, black women who I work with who are who have told me that they feel like they're being more closely watched in people's houses. I clean houses mm. for a living, if you yeah. don't know that by now from listening to this. They're more closely watched than I am um, for stealing in, in like, um, these rich white people's houses, and... I have been like, oh, I can't believe that. And that's like almost saying that is like, um, like I'm trying to say like I'm shocked, but it's actually, that's really fucked up to, 
Because, yeah, it's almost like denial. And that's, like, like more hurtful. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's actually more hurtful. Yeah. But it's, like, kind of like a human instinct to... Right. White guilt. Be like, yeah. Here's what she has to say about um, white people are not innocent on race. I think it's a kind of willful refusal to see or to know because people of color, you've been telling us forever. Hmm. So. Yeah. This steak is excellent, by the way. I know. Carl, Thank you, Carl. Yeah, no um, anyway, um, so, that was so nice of you. So, anyway, I thought that that's a good... It was a good prompt for to have us talk about racism and, and make some confessions. Again, mostly from my standpoint, because Maureen, you yeah. know. Well, no, so I was watching... I'm just... I'm messing with you. Yeah. I mean, I have one. I just don't feel like fucking talking about this again. Like... Hmm. It's the same theme. It's like I was watching this stand-up comedian on... She was on Netflix. It was like Miss Lulu or something. I don't remember. But, like, basically her persona, like, her stand-up persona was basically, like, a modern version who has made a come-up, though. A modern version of, like, Ronald Reagan's um, welfare queen. Except now she had moved to, like, a bigger house in another state and she kept talking about how, like, she had to raise all these crack babies of her family's kids and, like, I could see how, like, the entire time I was like, is this really her life or is she, like, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if she was, like, being sarcastic or if this was really her life Mm. or if she was just being over the top. Like, I couldn't tell and that made me uneasy because I feel like when, for example, in that comedian series then Nikki Glaser was on, who is a white woman who's my age, almost, Mm -hmm. a little older than her. But, like, her jokes are about, like, being a slutty white woman. And I know when she's, like, I feel like I know when she's being sarcastic. Like, I, I know when my comfort level is. Oh, I'm fine. Thank, Thank you. Because <laughs> um, I can decide for myself. I'm like, well, judging from my own experience, because I think that she's similar to me. I know when she's making a joke that, like, seems too slutty to me that I can be like, oh, she's just kidding. But when it's something I can relate to, I can be like, yeah, that's right. But this other woman who's so different from me, I have no context for her in my own direct experience, really. It makes me, like, uncomfortable because I'm like, wait, is she, is her family really this poor? Like, is she just saying this because she's a black woman and she, is this for white people? And, like, I don't know. I can't tell. It makes me uneasy and it makes me feel like I'm like being judgmental as I'm watching it because I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, well, if I decide this is like, if I decide that this one is a joke, am I, is that offensive? Because I'm saying that's just too crazy to be real life Mm -hmm. or like, you know, whatever it is. Well, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Marine's fucking racist. Super racist. Um, well, it's not your personal lived experience. No.
So perhaps you need to work on your empathy. Well, yeah. Or like, maybe she's not a good stand-up comic. Well, that was the other thing I was struggling with. Like, I was like, am I just completely out of touch with this or is she just stuck? Yeah. I mean, I'm confused even listening to you talk about it. Right. I mean, it was, it was like very almost in your face, like, well, I'm going to make jokes about crack babies, but like, I don't have crack babies. Like, I just have crack babies by association because I'm black, but I have my shit together. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like this it was just I don't know it just seemed like a very weird message to me like well she's like walking around with that identity she like people see her she feels people see her as that because she's a black woman right yeah I, I mean not that the, I don't know the whole thing was just confusing to me and I figured it was because I'm white okay well um I believe that ends up and that ties up our podcast and what we do at two hosts from dog Howl, right mm-hmm. i mean we did brace the apology section i hope i offended topic. someone at least at that end part because that was pretty i i really was try, you know was trying it was raw it was raw and uh be like reading my journal right no your journal would be w- worse than that mm. true because it's supposed to be like i was trying to tap into my worst self that's what we that's what we're doing here yeah this is the closest I come to journaling, so. Well, I mean, it's pretty good. About once a month for, like, a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, okay, so, well, then, signing off. Signing off, and please, um, if you're into reading cards, I have to go once again. read our spread that's going to be posted online about Elizabeth Warren. And it's, like, pretty creepy and accurate. Okay. To house, to house. Um, bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. We're eating surf and turf. Mm. I don't know how to really end these. It has to be like a satisfying like ending. Mm. I have to pee really bad. So do I. It's because of all this water and coffee we're drinking. I know. Podcast. Do do loo. Podcast. Two hoes. Two house. Whorehouse on the hill. From Delco. Whorehouse on the hill. Boop, oh, boop. yeah, it's a whorehouse on the hill. Two house. Whorehouse on the hill. Two house. Don't roll your skirt too short. Everybody's gonna wanna be up in that shorts. <laughs>